Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast, episode number three. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. To launch off this brand new podcast, I thought that it would be a really cool idea to do a three-part mini-series that's all about the first three steps to getting that home environment that you need. Now, I spent a lot of time talking about the importance of your your home spaces and the mindsets behind that and just, you know, how it really impacts all of the other areas of your life. And it's not just about getting the clutter out. It's not just about taking some physical steps to rearrange things. And, you know, it's it's really it's on a much deeper surface level than that, because we humans, we interact on an emotional level with our environments. We, it affects our psyche. So of course, we're going to talk about a lot of topics like that in the podcast. But with these first three steps, I want you to dig a little bit deeper in how you are interacting with the environment that you're living in. So if you missed the first episode, if you missed the uh, the first step in creating this home space that's really going to give you all of the great things, more energy, more simplicity, whatever it is that you're looking for, really, this, this will tailor to anything that you are hoping to achieve in your daily life as it interacts with, you know, with your environment or with your home life. Um, if you missed episode number two, that went over the first step, which is about the what's and the why's really knowing what exactly specifically it is that you want and why that's so important. And then, you know, why it is that you want it, because your reasons are what fuel your motivation is what fuels you to get from point A to point B. So anything that you're trying to accomplish in life, you have to know specifically what you want, or you're probably not going to get exactly what you're hoping for, you're going to be disappointed. Um, And you also need to know why you want it. You need to have a powerful reason to propel you forward when things start to suck, when things get hard, because things always eventually get hard. So that's step one. And if you didn't listen to that episode, I definitely recommend that you go back and try to do at least these three episodes in sequence in order. Um, Most of the episodes here on the podcast are not, by the way, are not going to be in sequence. This is just one little kickoff thing that we're doing that's a little bit different from um, any future episodes that you come in to listen to. But if you in this particular case, if you didn't listen to episode number two, you're going to want to get that for step one in this three-part series. Now, today we're talking about step two. The second step, the second thing that you really need to hone in on in order to have any kind of progress, to make any kind of progress in getting from point A to point B in your home life and in these changes you're wanting to make. If you feel like things are chaotic and crazy and you can't seem to just get a hold of your schedule and you're, you know, like things are all crazy in the house, clutters everywhere, kids are running around, whatever happens to be going on in your particular situation, you're listening to this because you want some sort of a transformation. You need, you know that something needs to change. And so the second step is really important in order to be able to successfully achieve those changes. So step number two 
is all about assessing where you are currently. Self-awareness. Self-awareness is huge. It's so important. And I wish that more people would really hone in on it. Now, I'm starting to notice more of a trend towards self-awareness. And I think that it's really cool that it's trending. So more and more people are starting to jump on board and actually think about what they're thinking about and thinking about what they what they stand for and all of these good things. But at the core, you know, without being intentional about it, most of us live in response mode. Most of us wake up and we go about our day and we respond to things as they pop up. We live in this response mode and it's putting out fires and and this is what leads us into these states of overwhelm and chaos, where we're just kind of running around putting out whatever fire happened to pop up first, even if it's not necessarily a priority thing. If it's front and center in our face, that's what we're dealing with. And we're responding to things instead of intentionally taking actions to get to results that we want long term. So when it comes to your environment, self-awareness is is important because it's really the underlying reason for why things are the way they are. And in general, we don't like to look under the hood of the car, right? The car's running, I'm riding in the car, we're all good. And we don't take we don't take a moment to really look under the hood of the car unless something starts going wrong. You know, if if the car starts veering to the right or smoke starts coming out, then we stop and do a little bit of evaluating and lift the hood and see what's going on. But otherwise, we're just kind of trucking along. And really, the number one thing that you should be constantly questioning and evaluating is yourself. You know, I've trained myself to even in even in little situations, if I start getting annoyed, or frustrated at Matt or the girls or anybody in general, if I start feeling offended by something that somebody says to me online, my immediate knee jerk response now, and it didn't used to be this way, but now is to stop and think, am I responding appropriately? You know, like, am, is this is this my fault? Is this me being overly sensitive for some reason? Or um, am I maybe misinterpreting their intention and what they did or what they said? I start to evaluate myself. And I feel like if more people did that, stopped and thought, you know, like, why do I disagree? Is this something that I'm just being sensitive about? Or is this maybe a difference in perspective that somebody has that maybe I don't have, then we would just in general be able to at least find common ground more frequently. So you know, sometimes I decide that I'm the one in the wrong. And I don't beat myself up about it. This isn't about playing the blame game and seeing, well, whose fault is this? Let me see, am I being unreasonable? Um, But you know, you don't have to beat yourself up about it. Just stop being offended. You absolutely cannot make any kind of progressive change without first assessing where you stand. It's like a roadmap. Self-awareness is a roadmap. And you can't get from point A to point B without an assessment. So I like to say, you know, I'm really bad at navigation, first of all. And, you know, this is in saying that self-awareness is a roadmap. If you were to dump me off at some random intersection and not tell me what state or city I'm in, and I don't have a map and I don't have a GPS, and you tell me to find my way home, I'm going to have a really hard time doing that. I'm going to drive in circles for a while. I'm going to take some long roads. I may never actually find my way home because I'm that bad at navigation in general. But you don't have the basic information you need. So you're not actively able to plan and move forward without 
having a stance of where you currently are, having that self-awareness roadmap. And so many people fail at being able to declutter and simplify and, you know, get control of their schedule and get control of the whirlwind of chaos that they're living in because they don't take the time to sit and evaluate how they got there in the first place, where they're at, and, you know, get that self-awareness of why they are where they are. Get to the heart of why you specifically have the things that you have. If your issue is clutter and you're wanting to get rid of stuff, but you're finding it really hard to let things go and you're not really sure you know, where to start or what you're doing wrong, it must be a technique, right? Maybe I should just go print off another list um, and see if that helps me any. But the issue is that you're not really taking the time to get to the heart of why you have the things that you have. There are tons of reasons why we tend to collect and hold on to things. You know, are you a collector? Do you have issues maybe with boundaries? Do you feel guilty letting things go? Are you stocking up because you might need things someday? That's really common. You know, um, you have like people holding on to their old, old phones. You have an old cell phone from 2004 that you're keeping in a drawer in your office and you hold on to it because, you know, what if your phone breaks? What if your phone breaks and you need to replace it emergency-like with this new phone or with this old phone rather? How, you know, what are you going to do in that situation? Well, has your phone ever broken? Because chances are, you know, people will say this all the time. I'm holding on to this because what if I need to replace what I currently have? And then their phone breaks. And do you think they pull out that old 2004 emergency phone? Absolutely not. No, they go and they go to the store, they get a a replacement phone or they call in, file a claim on their insurance and get it taken care of that way. It's just... It's just this false security layer holding on to something that makes them feel like they're protected. That makes them feel like, you know, maybe someday if I get it myself into a situation, I have this layer of stuff to protect me from whatever happens. And nine times out of 10, these things that we're holding on to that we never actually even reach for, that we're holding on to for that whole just in case fear of the future thinking, which we'll get into in a different lesson. Um, But nine times out of 10, those things don't ever actually end up being used, even in the situation, even when the situation does present itself. You know, like you're holding on to maybe manuals or warranties for things. But when the thing actually breaks, or when you actually need to use the manual, you don't know where it is. You're like, I don't know where it is. I'll just look it up online. So you're, so you're holding on to it for no reason. You're not even going to be pulling it out to look at it when that case presents itself, because now everything is online. And it's easier to just go to the source than it is to try to find something in the midst of all of your clutter that you currently already have. So, you know, just being self-aware, why is it that you're holding on to things? What types of habits do you personally have that are keeping you from being able to keep the environment that you want, that are keeping, you know, you, you see all of these pictures in magazines, you see your friends' houses, and you think, gosh, if I had such and such situation, then things would be so much easier for me. It's because I have these situations, use these excuses, right? It's because I have five kids. I mean, it's just not possible. Or, you know, you see your friend who has five kids and their place is still, you know, is still peaceful and they still are able to take, 
downtime and make money and do the work the same amount that you're doing. So why is it that they have all of this extra time and all of this extra space and they're able to keep things together? You know, it's like mind boggling how some people with the same situations are able to do things that other people with those situations really struggle with. And there's really only one difference. The only difference is in their mind and your mindset. Maybe they have some self-awareness in their weaknesses and they're able to take control over those. Because you can only course correct, you can only tweak things, you can only follow the roadmap, right? If you're actually pulling it out to look at it. A roadmap doesn't do any good if it's just sitting in the drawer the whole time. If you need to know how to get from point A to point B because you want such and such results, then you need to first look at where you are. Where where do you stand? Why do you have the issues that you have? Why do you have, you know, certain types of clutter? Why is it that you feel like you need to hold on to boxes of, you know, goods for the future when other people seem to not really need that? They seem to not need that same sense of security. So why do you need it if all of these other people are living their lives just fine without it? You know, have you ever stopped to think about things like that? It's not just random junk. You know, the stuff that you have is indicative of who you are. It's indicative of your habits and the way that you think and how you live. It's not just random. And the clutter isn't difficult. The clutter isn't difficult. We are difficult. It's not difficult. It it always cracks me up when people ask for these like super special strategic strategies and tasks to be able to get the clutter out the door as if it's really difficult to put something in a box and carry it to your car or take it to the donation center. That's not the difficult part. You know, there's nothing difficult about even calling a U-Haul truck to come and pick up all the things out of your garage that you've set down there. It's simple. That part is super simple, getting rid of things. It's it's us that's difficult. So if you go into this whole thing blind, then loading and carrying out a box of items to the donation center is going to be the least of your battles. It's never the act of decluttering that makes the process difficult. It's us. So get to the heart of where you are, you know, address these things, assess yourself honestly, take the time to maybe even pull out a notepad, a journal and a pen and just start writing down the types of things that you're having. I read in an article recently that somebody did that. They just, um, they downsized and got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And they were just talking about, you know, their new life and all this progress that they made and everything. But she said that the first step that she did was to walk around with a notepad and a pen and just take an inventory of everything that she had. Just, you know, developing that awareness, that awareness of what she had, how much of certain things she had, just making a list of all the things. And she said, just looking at that list once she was once she was completed with it, was just eye-opening, you know, just going through the act of writing those things down and going back and reading it, she said was completely eye-opening and it totally changed her mindset on the way that she purchased things and the types of things that she held on to and, you know, whether or not she chose to keep or let go of things in general. And of course, you know, the story goes on, she took different steps and her whole world was changed. But, But it started out with just developing that awareness, just making a list, looking over it, and really getting to the heart of what she had and why she had it. 
And, you know, if your issue isn't clutter, it's something else. Maybe it's a chaotic schedule. Maybe it's uh, just, you know, constantly feeling frustrated and overwhelmed, maybe on an emotional level or, you know, having a whole bunch of anxiety and, and um, you know, mental stress that are that are constantly just kind of crippling you at home and keeping you from being able to keep up with the things you want to accomplish and being able to just take that break and really enjoy whatever the situation is. I mean, you know, it's like I said before, our clutter is kind of just a reflection of our own mindset. So maybe your home environment and making it that, that peaceful or energizing space that you need isn't directly related to clutter. Maybe it's related to one of those other areas. And I'm telling you that the same steps apply, whether the issue is with clutter or it's, you know, with your mindset or with your emotions or with, you know, what you're doing with your physical body, just whatever the issue is that is keeping you from living your optimal life every day at home when you open your eyes and you get started with your day, it starts with the same thing. It starts with the first step that, you know, understanding what you want and why you want it. And it starts uh, with the second step, which is to develop self-awareness of where you are now, because without that roadmap that starts with the current destination of where you are now, you're never going to be able to get to where you want to be. Any detours or wrong turns that you took previously don't matter. They don't impact the current roadmap that you're on, right? We're starting at destination zero. And I'm telling you that every person, every successful person, every person out there who is living their dream life started with a self-assessment because there's no way around it. Listen, if you're enjoying this mini series, I hope that you'll continue listening to the podcast. And I hope that as soon as we show up on iTunes, which may or may not have occurred by the time you're listening to this, um, that you'll definitely go and leave a review and subscribe to the podcast so you can continue hearing these episodes. Have a great day. <music>